Dancing with Skeletons is sponsored by Fresno Music Academy and Arts. Come join us. And if you're in the Fresno area and you're looking to take music lessons, you can come and take singing lessons, drum lessons, guitar, piano. It's a great, wonderful place. You can call us at 559-222-7464 or you can visit our website. Hi, I'm Liz Stokel. And I'm Debbie Rude. We're Dancing with Skeletons. We know what it's like to keep our past hidden away, like skeletons in a closet. We also know the healing that comes from acknowledging who we used to be and how much we've learned. So every once in a while, we dance with our skeletons. So come dance with us. Hi, Debbie. Good afternoon, Liz. Debbie, happy almost Mother's Day. Oh, that's right. It's Sunday. That's, it's Mother's Day. That's right. And you know what? You know what we were going to do? What episode is this? Oh, yeah. Let me let me d keep talking. Keep talking. So, let me just look at my notes real quick. Yeah. This will be number 39. Thir happy episode 39. 39. <laughs> my age. Yes. <laughs> I'm actually coming up on a birthday. I know you are. It's coming up. This is your birthday month. This is my birthday month. Yes. Awesome. So that's awesome. Uh, well, welcome. You'll be joining me. That's so, right. Yeah, that, welcome. That's right. Yeah. In a few months. Uh, 59 the, is really fine. It's really fine. In a few months, uh, the two of us should go celebrate our 60th. Maybe we should dress up in some slutty little dress. I love it. <laughs> And go look like a completely inappropriate 60-year-old. We can go be cougars somewhere. <laughs> you know, I posted a picture. You know, I sidetrack here. I posted a picture of myself on Facebook a, a, several months ago wearing a halter top, right? Mm -hmm. um, because it was super cute, and I felt like I looked cute. We don't wear makeup or anything, right? right? So I'm like, I kind of look cute. And I, I don't do too many selfies, but... This one I just felt like was worth sharing. Yeah. <laughs> so I posted this picture of me in this halter top, and people said, well, people, it was really only one person, I think, that poo-pooed it, but she said, women our age should never dress like that. Oh, my. <laughs> and and then, of course, there's, you know, my sister-in-law was very sweet. She said, if I had that body, I'd be dressing like that. See? So she was very sweet. But I said, well, what you don't see in the picture is that I have very, very short shorts on. So you would probably really get upset if you saw the rest <laughs> of my body in this picture. Um, That's so, hilarious. Yeah, so it was funny. So every <laughs> once in a while, I, I don't care about what's appropriate. You know what? Appropriate... Appropriate. <laughs> Boy, it's hard to find rhyming words with appropriate. Appropriate. I don't know. Yeah, so I was canceled. Yeah, you were. You were. And how? Boy. No more halter tops. No more halter tops for you. You are canceled. Cancel culture. Yeah, that's a thing, Liz, that I'm just now trying to kind of understand. I mean, I know that it's been going on and... You know, in our kind of briefing before talking today, you know, I, I have some sort of examples of, of what I think is close to it. Um, but we've really seen a lot of this because of social media. Um, you hear stories all the time of someone who, you know, out of passion for a particular subject, 
post something on social media and then they end up losing their jobs and all their friends and can never get a job again and you know horrible things like that where if the person maybe would have maybe said it a little different or maybe not maybe thought through maybe that's not wise i mean i you know there's i'm there's two sides to this thing and it's so we want to explore that today i we do a little yeah. bit and you know the scary thing about about that kind of a thing like losing your job because you've put something on social media which i i get mm-hmm. but at the same time um it doesn't you know just because they don't post something doesn't mean that those thoughts aren't inside of them anyway. True. And so the <laughs> fact that they posted it doesn't mean that they're a different person than they were five minutes ago or, you know, two weeks ago. So is there not a way that you can you can talk through, you can forgive, you can come to a place where you are learning and growing. Right. I heard Kelly, um, oh, what's what's uh, the Black Sabbath guy, the, the, the guy that sang with Black Sabbath and his daughter, Ke- Osborne. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I heard Kelly Osborne <laughs> talking today on a podcast this morning when I was at the gym, and she was talking about how the last few years have been so incredible for her because she has said some super stupid stuff, <laughs> but has learned from that. And the fact that she has been so naive about, and so blind maybe, about um, some racist things or about some, I mean, she she by no means is, you know, is racist or would even consider herself racist, but the insensitive things. Yeah, yeah, sure. That she has, you know, thought or said, Mm -hmm. and then people are like, oh, girl, you, you can't say that. Right, right. And she goes, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, and then she said, boy, the, having the opportunity to learn I and to that. grow mm-hmm. has been incredible. And I thought, oh, my gosh, what a great way to look Yeah. Um, at the last few years. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I wish I would love to to, to listen to what she has to say cause, yeah. because that is so true. I mean, I can think of a, examples in my own life of, of – things that I have thought and, you know, especially when it comes to like the Black Lives Matter and all that stuff, because, um, you know, I, in all honesty, didn't quite understand all of that being a white woman. And, and I've had some challenging conversations. And now, I mean, I would I'd be the person to put the sign in my yard, you know, black lives do matter because I now because I've taken the time to examine my own belief system and my own, you know, my my life through my glasses. Right. And and take those off and really look at some other people and to really hear them. It's changed and shaped my own my own thoughts. And I've had some paradigms paradigm shifts because of that because of being challenged and so being challenged is a good thing right it really can be and um you know I think I was sharing with you I did I watched I watched a program and it was this young man and I can't I wish I could remember what the exact issue he was having but you know, at the end of the day, he regrets posting whatever the thing was that he posted because it ruined his, it, it took him down. Right. It just completely took him down. And I think at the end of the day, he's like, 
boy, I I made a mistake in yeah. in doing that because people take things. Wow, you know, I mean, I, I again, I I. I don't remember the thing being so awful or racist or anything like that. It just, I can't remember, you know, and it's probably good that I can't because I don't want to get (laughs) any, I I don't want to repeat it. But um, I just remember thinking, boy, people really need to be careful what they put out there. And being, being a business owner, there have been so many things that come across my social media page and I want to respond and I, and I don't. Yeah. You know, because yeah. I don't want people to not come to my school because they might have a perception of who I am by something that I post, but they really don't know right. the whole picture. So, Well, and that, I think, is what drives mm-hmm. cancel culture and even the boycott culture. And what drives it is that when we look at other people, we see them through our lens. That is correct. We listen to what they say through our filters. Mm-hmm. And it may not be exactly as we are perceiving it. Right. It probably isn't. It probably isn't. So it's coming out of their mouth, but it's not meant to be, I, I don't know, fill in the blank. It's not meant to be critical. It's not meant to be racist. Mm-hmm. It's not. Maybe it's meant to be funny. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's meant to be sarcastic. Maybe it's meant to be just plain stupid. <laughs> right. Maybe it was a drunk post. I mean, <laughs> right. you know. Right. But somebody else sees it mm-hmm. and they listen or, or look through their own personal lens. Mm-hmm. And I think really what we're learning is more about ourselves than yeah. we are about other people. Sure. If we would take the time right. to recognize right. that the reason we are seeing things that way is because of our own naivete mm-hmm. or prejudice or anger right. or hurt. Well, usually what I've learned in, in some of the spiritual practice stuff that I do is that if somebody says something that offends you or is triggering for you, it's like it, there's a mirror there. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, what is it in me that is maybe like that. Right. What beliefs do I have? I mean, what, there's always like a mirror, you know, and, and I've, and I've actually, my husband and I just had an issue the other night of this exact nature. It's like someone in my circle was annoying me. <laughs> and, and not the person that they are, but just something that they were doing. Right. And then I, and I said to John, you know, I have to stop and go, where in my life do I do that? Where in my life? What is my lesson here? How do I see that person through God's eyes? Because that's a child of God sitting right there. And so what am I doing? So instead of about the other person, stop, look in the mirror. Oh, yeah, I do that too in this department. So, okay. 
Yeah. I can give this person grace and I can move on. <laughs> well, and I am I am of the firm belief that people come into our lives to teach us and mold they, us. If we are open. If we are open. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is that I think that so many of us have decided that this is not something we want in our lives. So we're just going to shut that out instead of asking the universe or asking God, mm-hmm. hey, what is it you want me to learn through this person. Right, right. I know that all of my children have taught me things about me that I would never have learned right. had I not given birth to those kids. Right. And I might, in my arrogance, believe that my job is to mold them and to raise them and to teach them, which to a degree, is of true. course, is true. To guide. To guide. Yeah. But my job is not to change them or to turn them into a perfect little mini-me. Right. My job is to see what their greatest assets are and then help them to become who they are, whether they're weirdos yeah. or, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. or um, <laughs> what scientists, I don't care. Um, and I just really feel like we are missing opportunities mm-hmm. to learn and grow and see ourselves. I agree. I agree. So you had mentioned... Um, we were talking about cancel culture, and then what was the other? Boycott. Boy, yeah, the boycott culture. And so let's talk about that a little bit, because that we see that in our in our spiritual background. Yeah. You, you're an I specific one. Absolutely. We, we we see that a lot, and so a lot. Uh, <laughs> I let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. Well, as somebody who grew up in the church, mm-hmm. I remember lots of calls to boycott. Mm -hmm. We're going to boycott Procter & Gamble because they are giving money to the Church of Satan. (laughs) Now, do you have any recollection of those days with the Procter & Gamble? Vaguely, yes. Because they had moon and stars and like a sickle or something like that in their uh, logo. Uh And so this was evidence. mm -hmm. Yeah, because the Church of Satan has these same upside down stars, blah, 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 whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we were supposed to boycott Procter & Gamble. Um, I remember being told to boycott, of course, uh, Starbucks. Mm Mm-hmm. And why are we boycotting Starbucks? Because they won't put Merry Christmas on the cup. Because of a dang cup. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, here's what, what I'm, I'm completely flabbergasted and, and confused about, is that on the one hand, the same people who think that this is a, an attack on Christianity and an attack on our religious freedom... Mm-hmm are the same people who are not recognizing that people who are not Christians, who maybe don't want to say Merry Christmas, are being denied their freedom. Right. You know? Because it's all about the Christians. Right. <laughs> and we were founded as a Christian nation. Not a fact. Not a fact. At it's, all. It's just not true. We no. were not founded as a Christian nation. We were founded on the principle that we can do what we want to do spiritually and religiously, and we don't have to follow the government's rule on what religion we're supposed to follow. Right. We have freedom to pursue the the spiritual practices that we would want. Right. 
And I don't know how that got all twisted up. I don't I, I I really don't. I think about that sometimes. I mean... <sighs> and listen, I have, I have friends who are Jewish. If they say Happy Hanukkah to me, I say Happy Hanukkah back. Me too. You know, why would I say, no, it's Merry Christmas? Why would I do that to them and demean their spiritual experience and their holiday experience? Because for whatever reason, and I don't understand this either, but for whatever reason... In the Western Christian Church, has this idea has has grown or evolved or whatever it has that that their way is right, right, and that their <coughs> people are the only people. They're the chosen, and everybody else isn't, and everybody else needs God. Yeah, and needs it, this, needs what we have, and and. Uh, it, that part of of our faith that, you know, I didn't grow up in it, but since I was in my late teens, always bugged me. Yeah. It always bugged me. It never, ever set right with me and obviously still doesn't. But it just, right. it always bugged me why we were teaching that, you know, if you don't believe this set of things, then sorry, you're you're out. You're not in the club, man. And it's like, how how does a loving God, you know, do that? I just anyway, correct, we correct. could go off on that tangent. Well, and and that's all a part of the whole the whole boycott uh, culture, uh, cancel culture. I I believe that there is a straight line between the practice of boycotting and the practice of, of cancel. cancel culture, and I think that. We have spent the last 40 years believing that this is what we need to do in order to get the world right. Yeah. We boycott. Right. You know, and so we just hit them in their pocketbook and make sure that we don't give them our money. Right. But so much of the time, it's not even it's not even true. Mm -hmm. You know, the information that we're getting or it's been exaggerated. Mm -hmm. Um, But these are these are private companies who have the right mm-hmm. to to make the rules and to run their businesses the way that they mm-hmm. choose to do it. And yes, you can certainly not go to that business. But do we need to send out pamphlets yeah. to uh, you know the mega churches where they have 6 6 7 20 40,000 people and say you need to not go and people are like, "Oh, okay. Yes, 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 master. Yes, yes, yes. I won't, I won't go to Disneyland." <laughs> I mean, I won't you know, go to Disneyland. we we this is why we don't have um, slavery is because we don't need for people to tell us how to live our lives. Right. We have freedom. And no, I'm sorry, we're not going to do that. Right. I'm, I don't expect anybody to be a slave to any else to any other kind of master, even if that master is politics or, right. you know, cancel culture. No, we don't. We don't. That is not who we are. Right. Right. I you agree. Know? I, I just in, in thinking about other things that that, you know, we were taught, you know, Disneyland and, yeah. you know, you can't watch Disney movies and you can't watch Harry Potter and you can't watch, you can't do this and you can't do that. And I know. I know my kids were not so much my daughter, but my son um, had issues with me because I didn't want him to watch certain things. 
But it had nothing to do with because a company, you know, was representing Satan because they had <laughs> witchcraft in Fantasia. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, right, you know right. it was because I didn't want him watching violence and I didn't want him watching, you know, bad stuff. But yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I wasn't a fan of The Simpsons. I think I've talked about this, but I wasn't a fan of The Simpsons when my kids were very little because was, Bart Simpson was very disrespectful to his dad. He was. And this was just something I didn't want my kids to learn. But when you watch it now, it's really funny. It's really funny. <laughs> and, you know, but this is not, I wasn't going to, I can make a choice in my own home yeah, to your... say, I'm. we're not going to watch this on TV or we're not going to do this. But I'm not going to make a public spectacle of boycotting a company. Um, you know, so many people boycotted the Vietnam War. And that was probably the first thing that I was young, old enough to, to remember. To understand, yeah. yeah to understand mm-hmm. that there was a boycott of that. Now, that is very different from boycotting Procter & Gamble, a private company. Right. Because if you are saying, you know, this is, a, is an unjust war and this is something that we as a country don't need to be involved in, it's fine to have that opinion and to and to march in the streets and to say it, you yeah. know, that way. Yeah. But, but on the other side of that, what happened when those Vietnam vets came home? Oh, they're they're still struggling. To this day, they are struggling with the way we treated them. Mm-hmm. So the people who boycotted the war which really were boycotting, what, the government? We're boycotting, you know? Well, we're, the, are the, yeah, what's the reason we're there and doing this? But we've got these young men who are then mm-hmm. being sent right. to fight or maybe joining. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they feel differently or the fact that they were forced to go doesn't mean that we then mistreat them. right. And that just, it's like going into a Starbucks and, and what, um, throwing mud all over an employee or spray painting their car because they work for Starbucks, the place that won't give you a Merry Christmas cup. Right. <laughs> you know, you don't, you don't do that to, to the well, employees. Right. Well, it, I mean, think of what, what horrific stuff has happened, like at abortion clinics and stuff. Yes. You know, just. So the pro-life group kills a doctor. Right. You know, bombs a clinic. Right. I mean, hello. Really? How does that make sense? How, how, how does that make how does that make a difference? A difference. How that does that is good. I mean, if 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 that person is so upset, how is how does that make a difference? You know, and I guess you have to put into play, you know, depression and other kind of maybe not I'm not going to say mental illness because you know, I don't know that depression is necessarily an illness. It can be if it right. goes if it goes on and on and on. Mm-hmm. But you know, if I'm depressed because I've lost my job, you know, for a couple weeks or a month or whatever, and I'm distraught about that, you know, going and killing the people isn't the answer. Correct. You know, and I don't know that you can blame that on a mental illness, right? Correct. You, you know, Correct. so um, I I don't know. I don't know what some of these answers are. That's, you know, I that's remember why we have a podcast. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> We're looking for answers. We're looking for answers. I remember very vividly, 1987. There was a little show that came on the air called Married with Children. I remember that show. 
And it was body. It was. And it was outrageous. It was. And I certainly didn't know any people that behaved like this family. Yeah. (laughs) We'll say that for Halloween a couple of years ago, my husband and I dressed up as Peg and Al Bundy. I could see it. Uh, Can you? I mean, look at both of us. I could totally see it. You know me? I had the big... Oh, yeah. I've had a lot of people tell me I look like um, Katie Seagal, and that is a compliment. (laughs) But... um, so, so yeah, so this show came on the air in 1987, and a woman in the Midwest somewhere, I don't remember exactly where she was, but she boycotted this show, and she made a big show of the idea that we were not, she was not going to watch that show. I think her name was Terry Ricolta. So she did not want her family watching this show, of course, so she she began to speak out about it. Now, mind you, this is before social media. Right, right. You know, but... It got a lot of play, this boycott. Okay. So this was probably a year or so into into Married with Children, Mm -hmm. its run, right? And what did that boycott do? Well, it drew <laughs> it drew a whole lot of attention. I was gonna say it probably got them more viewers. More viewers. This little show was about to be canceled, to be perfectly honest, because it was a little bit much for mm-hmm. the time, right? Mm-hmm. So this show had very low ratings. It was a Fox show, and you know Fox was a fairly new yeah, um, network network at mm-hmm. that time, and so it. This little tiny show was not really getting a lot of airplay, so they were about to pull the plug on it, and then the boycott happened. Hallelujah. (laughs) (laughs) And Fox did make some concessions. They actually cut back on some of the um, sexual innuendo. And they moved it from 8.30 to, to 9. Okay. So that it was no longer in the family hour. Yeah. <laughs> because family television was like from 7 to 9 was mm-hmm. family television. Yeah. And so they moved it to a little oh, bit Oh, if later. you're a normal family. If you're an abnormal family, then it's after 9. But, you know. Absolutely. If you're normal and you want to fit into the normal box. Or, or average. Yeah. Yeah. Then maybe you, you know, your kids go to bed at 8 or whatever and you can have that family hour. But... But that's what happened is that they made a couple of concessions, but that show stayed on the air for 10 years. Mm -hmm. It came on in April of 1987, left in June of 1997. awesome. And so that boycott kind of bit the people in the behind, right? Yeah. It didn't really work the way they intended it to. (laughs) But that is, I think... Um, why now cancel culture has become something that people are so into because a boycott might not work, mm-hmm. but the cancel culture, boy, that can work. We can just cancel them. We can take them off of our feed. We can null, we can kick them out of our church. Mm-hmm. We can, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, we can block them. We can, it becomes very, very personal. Mm-hmm. So it's gone from boycotting a company or a television show or a war to now being very, very personal. I was gonna say now it's it's it it gets down to individuals. Yeah, you know, and I'm gonna block you and and yeah, and fire you. I mean, like you said, people have been fired from jobs, yeah. and they might not ever get another job. Yeah, but like Kelly Osborne said. Those people aren't given the same opportunity that she is Mm -hmm. to say, oh, my gosh, I didn't know. Right. I was an idiot. Right, right. I'm so grateful for the opportunity to learn and grow and be better. Right. As you're saying that, I remember this young man that this thing happened to that I watched. 
he was very sorry didn't matter. Right. You know, he 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 was very sorry and it did it it didn't matter. Now I don't you know, hopefully he has recovered and gotten a new Better job and there, yeah. so, somebody has, you know, given him grace and because he had a family. He had yeah. little kids and stuff. So Colin Kaepernick is, you know, boycotted and canceled because he kneels during the, you mm-hmm. know, the, the Super Bowl. Yeah, at the Super Bowl because he doesn't, uh, he feels like this is his way, his very quiet, humble way of saying this country is not taking, you know, Black Lives Matter seriously. and and police brutality seriously enough. So I'm just going to kneel. I'm not going to be a brat about it. I'm just going to kneel during the song, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, know, yeah. the pledge and all that. Yeah. So, okay. But what happens? Wow. He gets, you know, he gets canceled. He gets booted. Yeah. And, you know, here's the thing that I have just found so interesting from that perspective is that so many of the Christian national nationalists, which is what I would call people who are Christians who are wrapped in the flag, yep. want the flag to be respected. Well, the flag is not necessarily respected in every country on the planet. Absolutely not. They all respect their own flags. And if you're a Christian, you're taught to not worship any idols. Right. <laughs> That, in fact, is one of the top ten. I would say. (laughs) When they talk about the Ten Commandments, one of them is, thou shalt not worship any idols above Mm me. Right. Well, it does seem to me that the flag has become become an idol. I would say that it definitely has become an idol. Wasn't it, um, wasn't there a, literally like at some kind of a convention, like there was a Donald Trump, like a little gold Donald Trump with some kind of flag thing. Oh, it was not little. It was big. Uh, It was uh, at the uh, Republican, you know, national convention just in the last few months. I mean, it was not quite life-size. It was like four or five feet tall or something like that. Yeah, but still, it's like, okay, people, this is an idol. (laughs) A legitimate golden. A legit golden Trump. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So... When, you know, and that there was a lot of comparison to the story of Moses in the Bible. But, you know, when Moses went up to the mountain to talk to God Mm -hmm. and come back down with his Ten Commandments, while he's up there, the Israelites are getting very anxious. Yes. And they're very, very um, unsettled. They're unsettled. They're antsy. And they want answers. For why life is the way it is, blah, blah, blah. So Moses is like, you know what? I'm just going to go on up and I'm going to have a little chat with God. And I'm going to come down and I'm going to tell you what he has to say. And, you know, we're going to move on to the promised land. Well, while he's gone, the people decide to take all of their jewelry and melt it down and make an idol to worship because they don't think God is listening to them anymore. Right. So they go ahead and build an idol. And, you know, Moses comes down and is like, really? Seriously? What's, you, you can't just wait just a, a few a days bit. or a, yeah. you know, <laughs> a few months or whatever? You can't just, and I think that that is what we have become. We have become so impatient mm-hmm. and so um, unwilling to just accept and wait and listen. Listen. 
and just listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we, so we cancel. Well, I don't want that in my life, so I'm just going to cancel it. Right. You know, there's a, there's a great quote from Ralph Waldo Emerson. He says, let me never fall into the vulgar mistake of dreaming that I am persecuted whenever I am contradicted. Wow. That's deep. That's it's deep. very deep. And I'm going to say it again. Yeah, I was just going to say, say it again. Let me never fall into the vulgar mistake of dreaming that I am persecuted whenever I am contradicted. Right. So how many times do you hear that someone is being persecuted because they can't dot, 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 fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. They can't pray the way they want to at a football game. Right. They, their cups don't say Merry Christmas. They, you know. The, their school, does, it's, it's, the, it's the winter concert instead of the Christmas concert. Exactly. And of course, now, you know, you're being persecuted because somebody is making you wear a mask. Right. Oh, that's the worst. And really? Is that, is that persecution? Really what's happening is you're being contradicted. Mm-hmm. You're being told, you know what, we, we have a mandate, and we're asking that you follow that. Oh, but my personal rights, my this, my that. This isn't about any of you, and it's not about me. Absolutely. And I don't have to wear a mask at 90% of the places I go, when I go visit my mom, when I go visit my in-laws, when I go visit my grandson. I don't have to wear a mask. So when I go into the grocery store, really, that keeps me from having to smile at strangers. I'm actually enjoying it. (laughs) (laughs) You know? I mean, how is that getting into my freedom? My my girlfriend posted a something on Facebook a week or two ago, and she got into a lot of trouble. Trouble. Uh oh. What'd she say? <laughs> Must have been good. Well, she said that she went to church to see her grandchildren perform, mm-hmm. and the pastor prayed during that at the opening of the service that we all would walk away remembering that we are a beacon on a hill, that we are a light on a hill. We are the salt. And it is our job to direct people to God and to goodness, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. be a beacon. And yet (laughs) she looked around and she and her husband were the only ones wearing a mask. And they, even though there's a mandate in their county for Group. social distancing and sitting, you know, having a certain number of seats in between groups of people, nobody was honoring that or respecting that in this church. Right. Now, were they all vaccinated? Did they show their vaccine card at the door? Then there's that, which then this this opens up this whole other can right. of vaccines and why if I've been vaccinated do I have to wear a mask I understand still needing to in in areas where I don't know about everybody yeah but if I know that I'm going to have a gathering and I know everyone's vaccinated do I have to still wear a mask I mean this I mean I've because of my choir that we are trying to figure out a way to regather. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, this conversation has been on and on and on and on for the last several days of, of what's the, the right thing to do. And, you know, one day I feel like, you know what, we're, we're going to meet and I'm going to ask everyone to be vaccinated who shows up and show your vaccine card at the door. And then you if you want to wear a mask, then then it's up to you. Right. Then right. It, it's up to you. You've been vaccinated. And so everyone in this group is vaccinated. And if you still need to wear a mask, then wear it. And if I don't want to, I won't. Mm-hmm. But then the wild card is I know that A, B and C people aren't vaccinated and they still want to come. Do you tell them no? Do you tell them you've got to sit over here? My sister suggested that I have two rehearsals. Oh. That I have one for the the unvaccinated and one for the vaccinated. And they need to be at least 24 hours apart so that you can uh, clean out the space before. Right. Or do I do I chuck chuck the whole thing and and wait until June 15th? I mean I you know, it's just honestly Liz, it's just it's really been a deal. It's really been a deal of trying to figure this out. So. Well, and, you know, and because we live in this in this very hyper cancel culture, mm-hmm. you have the right as a business and as a business owner. I do. You have the right to make your mandates to decide. I mean, you can decide that everybody who comes in wears blue, you know, I mean, yeah, you, you yeah. can make any kind of right. rule or right. whatever that you want, you right. know, as a part of your business. Because you're a business leader, you have the right to, you know, no shirts, no, no, no shoes, no, no service, shoes, no service. <laughs> you know, and 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 that is and that is your right. But people also feel like they have the right then to cancel you, right? And some people go so far. I I had somebody that I saw on social media not too long ago who posted a picture of somebody and said, "If you know this guy, make sure that you share his picture everywhere because he is um he is uh, you know abusing women and talks down to women and this guy needs to be called out." Okay. And I'm like, um, does he? Does he really need to be called out? I mean, this is your opinion that he's somebody who, you know, maybe isn't all that nice to women, but well, maybe that person should confront or, you know, lovingly have a meeting with that other person instead of posting something like that on right on the Internet. So this man probably has a, a family or mm-hmm. parents or friends or maybe even children. Is it okay that this man maybe has his picture? You know, he hasn't been arrested. He's not. It's right, just, right. he's just being canceled, you know, because somebody right. wants to defend the women in his life against some perceived slight. Right. And maybe it's terrible. And if it is terrible, the police should get involved. Well, you're right. I was just going to say that exact same thing. Yeah. Yeah. But if it's just your opinion that he's a slime ball. There's lots of those around. (laughs) Lots. Yeah. And I've known them. Yeah. I mean, I know. I don't don't know too many of those. And so, but, you know, I do know they exist. (laughs) Well, you're a musician. I'm an actor. We've definitely met our share of slime balls. Yeah. 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 But what if they, you know, here's the thing. What have they taught me? So being around slime mm-hmm. balls mm-hmm. have taught me a lot about me. Yeah. About what my boundaries are, what my limits are, mm-hmm. um, what I will speak up for and against. Mm-hmm. 
they are they are people who have come into my world or the universe has brought us together. Right. And from them, I have learned a great deal. Right. So these are not bad people. They're just people who are... Different than me. Different than me. <laughs> and uh, because of their slime ballness, mm-hmm. balliness, slime balliness. Slime balliness. <laughs> slime balliness. <laughs> they have taught me a lot about myself. Yeah, yeah. So that's not a bad thing. Not necessarily, no. I mean, it's actually, you know, we can all learn from each other, slime, slime balliness or not. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of the conversations came up the other day about um, the whole, about words like master bedroom. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the, the master bedroom is being, is being um, you know, phased out from, from yep. real estate yeah. people because it harkens back to the days of slavery. Um, then you've got things like the master's cylinder and the slave cylinder mm-hmm. are terms that are being used for, you know, parts of a car. Yeah. And so there's conversations about whether or not those things need to be, you know, rethought. And maybe they do. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you, you know, you're not going to, you're probably not going to stop driving a car. Because, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because you disapprove or disagree with the master cylinder and the slave cylinder terminology that's used for the parts of your car. But does it does it warrant a conversation? Probably. probably. Yeah, probably. probably. Yeah. So let's have a conversation. Yeah. Let's talk to each other um, about rather than canceling each other. My gosh, I lost probably, you know, 50 friends in the past Friends, I put that in quote because they're not yeah they're not close friends they're acquaintances, but my friend list on Facebook definitely you know shrunk by about fifty because of because of the um, political climate because of the and, political yeah, climate yeah and if somebody said something I I I will confess that I have not always been quiet when I could have been quiet yeah you're I've told you this before you're a brave girl. I, there are things that you say that I would want to say, but... But because you're a business owner. Because I'm a business owner, I just, <coughs> I really can't. And the couple times that I have, I've been blasted. So I've just... Close had, to canceled. <laughs> I've been close to canceled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I think the things that concern me most are is hypocrisy. I am very sensitive to the idea of, of hypocrisy. And it's probably because when I look in the mirror, I see many times in my life when I have been a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. When I have said, I don't think people should do this. And then I turn around and do it. And then I'm like, oh, crap. Yeah. It might not be. It might be a different version of the thing. But then you realize, you go, oh, wow. Well, that's kind of what I was saying earlier about, you know, this person in my life who was kind of annoying me with something that they were doing. And I was like, whoa, okay, what what do I do? Instead of just, nah, 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 you know, and so we learn. We learn. We learn. Exactly. You know? and, and I think that that is, you know, I've, I've recently, in the last couple of days especially, I've been grappling with this issue with this person I know who I've known for 10 or 15 years. But I, I have said, I think, everything I can say to her. But 
she is she is very very vocal about not getting the shot. You shouldn't get the shot. She posts stuff about the vaccine that I know is not true. Okay. I, I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, okay. I I based on my research based on what I have seen from the scientific Yeah, like looking you know, at the CDC websites and right. things like that. But mm-hmm. she would say that the information that she is sharing is true. I know. I You know? So we have a difference of opinion about facts. And that's been very, very difficult to navigate. That's been one of the hardest things about, I feel like, in the last five, ten years for of modern... I'll say modern culture, the information highway, <laughs> you know, that we're in um, um, is knowing what's true and what's not. Right. You know, I'm going to fact check that. Well, do you have to fact check the facts and then fact check those facts? I mean, <laughs> how do you how do you know that the fact checking is right? Right. I mean, and that, we can we can definitely we should actually that delve makes into me that. Crazy. Yeah. But I think that what bothers me most about her is that I know that she's a Christian. I know that she's pro-life. And, and, and for me, it's like, how can, you, how can you, you know, not wear a mask and still be pro-life? Yeah. I... But that's me. That's, that's the lens through which I'm seeing this. And I just have to tell myself, this is my lens because I'm pro-life. I'm going to wear a mask. Right. Because I'm pro-life, I believe in uh, universal health care. And I believe in making sure that kids get, um, that parents who need to work and can't afford a, a, a caregiver can actually get, you know, tax money or they can somehow find ways to, to pay for caregivers. Right. Because uh, I'm pro-life. Right. You know, and... and I think an interesting thing to think about too, and this could be a whole other podcast. I'm, I'm pro-choice, but just because I'm pro pro-choice doesn't mean that I'm not pro-life. Well, and you're exactly right. So I was having this conversation with a friend of mine the and, other day, and she said, "Liz, you're not you're not actually pro-life. You're actually pro-choice, because you choose to you know live your life a certain way mm-hmm. because of your pro-life." Yeah. No stance, but you're not t- telling other people that they shouldn't. So I think that if a woman, abortion is legal. I mean, we're not going to get off on abortion, but I will say that abortion is legal. It is. So if a woman gets an abortion, I am not against that because it's a legal medical procedure. And I am not on this planet to judge that young or old. Well, she's probably not old. <laughs> <laughs> But well, I'm, she could be older than she wants to be, yeah. which is why she might be getting an abortion. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not my job. But, you know, it's it, like there's so many things that, that get that unless you can see the whole picture about right. a person, you only get it, it's like when the Bible gets out of context. You say one thing and and people can make a whole religion out of one little little scripture right. that's completely taken out of context and now they're off, you know, and, and that's the same with the person. Right. You say one thing and now all of a sudden, you know, people make all these judgments without, you don't know where I've walked. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know my life. You don't know my childhood. You don't know me. Yeah. 
So instead of making this quick judgment about one little thing I might say, mm-hmm. right? you know, there's a whole bigger picture there. And I feel like everything in life is like that. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, and you don't need to cancel me just because you don't agree. Yeah. But when I say when I say pro-life for me, that's from birth. Yeah. Uh, not I mean, we can talk about conception. That's whatever. But I think that once a child has been born from the time they're born to the time they die, they have rights and they their lives are precious mm-hmm. and I don't care if they have a disability I don't care if they what color they are I don't care and I believe that they have come into this planet to teach the planet something mm-hmm. to learn from the planet That's right. to teach us something and I am going to if if that means I have to wear a mask to protect their life I'm going to do it if I have to get a vaccine to protect their life it's not just it. about me no. it's about loving life in general right. and wanting to protect and care for it. I, I, amen, sister. Preach it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I've thought about it. Um, I too. Yeah. Um. <laughs> you know, maybe that's what we should do with this space is hey. just say how the church. I know. <laughs> so, you know what? Let's just, let's try. Let's try for the next week to get through the week and First of all, not cancel anybody yeah. just because we disagree with them. Mm-hmm. And also not to, to be angry with somebody because you have been persecuted when really all that's happened is you've been contradicted. Yeah, yeah. And so what? Yeah, so what? That's not persecution. I've been to other countries. I've seen some situations that are closer to persecution. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never been in, you know, yeah, sure. The, like, you know, communist China or places where actual persecution might happen. Right. But I have, I, I just, I'm going to choose this week <laughs> yeah. for at least this week. Let's go for yeah, seven yeah, yeah, days yeah. and maybe yeah. it's I love it. You know, so that if I, if someone says something or does something, I'm not just going to go. Rah, 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 rah. Or but you're I'm not going to also cry. Cut, Crumble into a heap and say, I'm being persecuted. Yeah. You're just going to say, oh, they don't agree with me. All right. I'm going to love them anyway. Yeah. That's a good idea. Well, let's. Okay. That's our challenge. That's our challenge. That's our dancing with skeletons challenge. It's a, I mean, it is kind of a skeleton, really. It really you think is. about it because it really for, is. for all of us, we, we, we all need to kind of stop and, and dance with this little skeleton for a minute and, um, figure out a way to, to, embrace and love other people yeah so all right well till next time happy mother's day yes and happy mother's day to everybody out there who's listening all the beautiful mamas a mama yeah yeah all right all right bye bye